You get these questions a lot. Where are you from? And what do you do? That's what you get asked, right? Meeting someone new, if you're at a party, or maybe on your dating profile. So why not just tell the world? We just launched a brand new online store that tells people where you're from and what you do. It has all 50 U.S. states and some countries represented with physical therapist gear at ptpinecast.com. A stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee. Check. South Carolina PT t-shirts. Double check. Face masks for a Florida PT. Yeah, we got that. Great gear for life, all with your profession and the home state on it. Great gifts for yourself, a colleague, a clinical instructor, a student, all now at ptpinecast.com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, let's jump. We're live doing it again on PT Pinecast. And Wednesday Night Live. Very excited to be on the show today. We're talking a, a combination of a couple of things I like. Obviously, being a physical therapist, working in the healthcare space. I also like technology. I also like innovation. We're going to mix all three things together in our conversation tonight. Before we get started, I do want to say thanks to uh, one of our sponsors helping keep the show on the air. That is CBDRX for you and your CBD store. Find them online, CBDRX for you, the number four you.com. Uh, a lot of your patients may be coming in and saying they're trying CBD over counter, over the counter. They're doing this for a lot of things, uh, sleep, wellness, stress reduction. Can you, can you tell them definitively what that's going to do to their treatment plan, how that's going to affect them? 100%? Can you do it 100%? Check out the ABCs of CBD, led by a physician, by the way, online at cbdrx4u.com. Just get the information. It is like going back to school and doing pharmacology all over again. Yeah, you're right back in that class. So uh, thanks to them for helping us uh, keep the show on the air. Very excited for today's episode. So let's not delay at all. And let's start the show. Let's do it. All right, welcome to PT Pinecast, a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories in the world of physical therapy. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jim McKay. I want to say uh, thanks, everybody, who's been going online. We just launched an online store at ptpinecast.com. We've got some really funny uh, PT sort of gifts on there. One of them might be a tumbler and a T-shirt that sort of looks like the Dr. Pepper logo. I don't know if their lawyers are going to contact us about that, but de it definitely says doctor of physical therapy. Similar, but definitely not the same. Check that out uh, for a gift for a colleague, CI, coworker, yourself, whatever, online at ptpinecast.com. Uh, great show, as I mentioned in the uh, the intro. Uh, we've got a cool mix of innovation, entrepreneurship, and healthcare. Uh, guest tonight, innovator, entrepreneur, and founder and CEO of Forcura. That is an organization focused on improving digital communication for providers like you and becoming a leader in technology and innovation to empower better patient care. Let's bring him on the show, Craig Manville. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks. I appreciate it, bud. I'm uh, excited to be here. I'm excited of where this Venn diagram, sort of what I mentioned, innovation, entrepreneurship, healthcare, where these things come together. Uh, innovation, especially because it's moving at the speed of light. But uh, Craig, tradition on the show, the hardest question is always first. Uh, what are we drinking tonight? You got anything with you? I don't. I've got a good. I got. I got something good. Yeah, I, I do. It's um, so I had to go to our 
our, I'm, I'm at our office and we have a beer fridge here. Of course you do. And we are, we are definitely low. Um, I was informed earlier that we, um, we've got an inventory um, that's depleted and an order will be uh, shipped uh, later this week. So I was able to pull out <laughs> it's called the Cayman Jack Margarita. And uh, it says arguably the most refreshing margarita in the world. We'll give That's it pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually drinking some margaritas in a can this weekend. Everything's in a can now. You can get like a you can get a mule in a can, you can get a vodka soda in a can, you get a margarita in a can. Well, cheers to you on that. I'm doing something similar about the same. This is a shandy, it's a line and Google, uh, line and Google summer shandy. Good. Lemonade and beer. Who knew? Uh in the, of course, the I drink and I know things uh glass. So cheers to you, Craig. Cheers. Cheers to you, Jimmy. Thanks to our uh, friends at Owens Recovery Science. They bring you the first round. Um, leaders in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. You're looking to get certified in BFR plus the equipment to uh, to utilize it properly in your clinical practice. You want to talk to Johnny. You want to talk to Kyle. You want to talk to the team at Owens Recovery Science. Find them online at OwensRecoveryScience.com. They also have their own podcast available now on iTunes. All right. Uh, now we got the hardest question out of the way, Craig. Uh, let's talk about Forcura. Uh, I mentioned really focus on improving digital communication for providers. Um, really want to make sure that this is easy for providers to use. I remember I learned this in uh, in PT school when I would be on my rotations. I'd walk into one of my CIs like I had this cool app. Check out this app. And I had a great CI who would always entertain me bringing something into clinic. And then she'd say, all right, well, what does it do? How does it work? Da, da, da. And she's like, well, can you, does it, does it do it effectively? Does it do it quickly? So those were the things that were very, very important. Me looking over for Cura looked like those were the things at the forefront. Does it work? Is it going to bring great value? Let's go back to the beginning. What's for Cura? Uh, how did it start? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, we, we mainly focus um, our, our technology platform on post-acute um, and we work with, hundreds of thousands of, uh, of therapists across the country. Um, we're highly integrated with uh, home health uh, and hospice. Um, uh, we've got providers in literally every state. And um, started the company back in 2012. Uh, actually was a um, idea that came from my wife. My wife actually worked at a home health agency and she managed um, as patients were being transitioned uh, from Mayo Clinic uh, into post-acute care, mainly home health. And that information that was coming from the hospital was there's no interoperability. I mean, it was basically a stack of paper uh, or a PDF document that, um, you know, made its way into the next electronic health record, but very manually. And it took a lot of time. We're talking days, sometimes weeks. Ugly, dirty, not really usable, just not people friendly. Correct. So uh, that's really where the light bulb went off. Um, I, I, I felt that was uh, unacceptable. You know, patient care is at risk. Um, and that's where the idea for Cure was formed, was really um, to have an interoperable, uh, interoperability engine that was able to, in real time, absorb what happened to that patient um, in that, uh, in, you know, whether it was in the hospital or an ambulatory facility, so that uh, a, a physical therapist or a nurse could have real-time access to understand what happened to that patient in, in the last care setting to make real-time informed patient care decisions. All right, so so what sort of information is is able to be accessed quickly, efficiently, good information? 
um, by the clinician working with patients? What are they looking at? Yeah, so um, in summary, we, we, we're using AI, uh, natural language processing, to read off a lot of the unstructured information that's coming from um, the hospital system and uh, really bringing information to the forefront like medication, um, you know, what, what was the actual treatment plan uh, that was happening to this patient uh, in, in, in the last care setting and maybe some risk factors that um, the nurse or the therapist needs to be aware of. Um, in many cases, this information doesn't come across. Um, and, you know, the therapist or the nurse is in the home and really is, is either asking questions to the patient uh, or the caregiver, which it, that's not the best data uh, to absorb. And, you know, as a, as a clinician, um, to, to actively uh, care for that patient. So really uh, accessing the right data at the right time to um, make really good decisions in terms of, you know, how can we get this patient uh, in the right set, in, in the right, delivering the right care uh, and ensuring that they don't wind up back in the hospital. Making sure, I mean, we, if you're, if you're a clinician, you're watching, if you're a clinician and you're listening, you understand you are documenting like crazy. You don't go anywhere. You don't go anywhere. You don't do anything without documenting it, or you, sh you shouldn't be doing anything without documenting it. Um, and, and what you're highlighting is, wow, there's a lack of transferability, interoperability, as you said, of that information. Yes, I understand. You want to make sure you document in case something legal comes up. But what about using that information to actually help deliver better care? Gee, wouldn't that be great? And that's what you get to help <laughs> do. Correct. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, um, many cases like, you know, the hospitals, um, you know, just healthcare in general is about 10 years behind. Yeah. Uh, from a technology standpoint, then you take it down a layer um, down into post-acute where you've got um, home health, hospice, palliative care, um, occupational therapy, you name it. All of the type of care that, that, that happens at that level, typically the technology we find is about 25 years behind. Um, and um, not only a lack of interoperability, zero interoperability. So that is a main focus of, focus of our company is to ensure that as that transition of care and that patient, uh, we're moving the right data at the right time so that uh, they're, getting the, they're, they're getting the absolute best care uh, on demand. And when you say interoperability, I just want to make sure we don't skip past because not sometimes clinicians maybe don't deal in this. We're talking about information from maybe one EMR, EHR to another, just information moving between platforms. We have so many different ways of collecting information and moving it from one to the other is a little bit different. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. All right. So, so you start, uh, you start for Cura. I like to see um, the journey, right? I mentioned before we, uh, before we went live, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, NPR's how I built this with Guy Raz. Great show. Definitely suggest, uh, recommend it. Got Guy's book behind me and everything. Uh, it really is kind of the, the hero's journey of an organization. So you mentioned you've got clinicians in, in 50 states working uh, with Forcura. Um, what lessons have you learned? What lessons did the organization have to uh, have to learn? Because there have to be some. There's no way There's no way it was linear and like, hey, we opened and it was just this, this, this straight shot to success. What are some things that maybe an entrepreneur in healthcare can learn from Forcura and and, and the, just the barriers that you probably had to overcome? Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great question. And, uh, and many times that I see with entrepreneurs um, that are first starting out, um, they think that they've got it all figured out. I've got the best idea. 
I'm going to design the best product. They build it, they bring it to market and it, and it just fails. Right. And that, that was really my, my thinking um, really coming out um, back in 2012. I've got the best idea. I have the solution. And, you know, what struck me very early on was um, you, you stated this earlier, just listening, right? Listening uh, to what um, is working, what's not working. Uh, I think one of the, you know, the secret sauce uh, to the success here uh, at Forkira is that, you know, every customer that we brought on, we really, really listened to them, understood their issues and diagnosed those, brought, brought them back into Forkira, which, which is really a lab where we were creative and we're, you know, constantly designing solutions of the problems that they're having. We don't know, we don't understand their business as well as they do. Right. Um, so bring that back, you know, Hey, it'd be great if you could change this, this, and that we would, we would listen to those things, be creative and bring it back to the, bring it back to our customers and, you know, being agile and iterative enough to um, bring a solution back um, time and time again, has I've, I truly believe has been the, the secret to our success. Um, so one thing I, if I could advise anyone is um, make sure you get out, visit your customers, show them what you're doing, get that product market feedback, bring it back and constantly follow that, that, that cycle. And that it, it works. You, no one's got everything figured out on their own. Uh, it's definitely the customers that are going to give the feedback um, to um, really iterate and pivot your business to really reach product market fit. Yeah, you went past just listen, right? Because I think a lot of people, well, you've got to listen to your customer. Then you were humble because you had to say, okay, I thought I had the world's greatest idea. Not saying you didn't have a good idea. <laughs> Maybe it needed to be so it needed to be a little bit flexible. You had to be rigid enough to say, I have a great idea. I want to tackle this problem this way generally so you to be rigid enough to say i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle this problem this is a worthy problem i want to change the world in this way and flexible enough to say okay maybe this needs to be tweaked because that also comes with a dose of humility you mean to tell me i'm not my idea and my design was not absolutely perfect in volume one <laughs> and then you were at you were you were agile enough to say okay we're, we're we're close let's dial it in a little bit let's change so it's really listen humility analyze change is what i heard you say yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, listen to your employees too. not only, not only your customers, but, you know, as you're building, uh, bring, you know, no one's, no one's got it all figured out. Um, you know, leverage, uh, the people that are on your team, um, listen to their ideas and, you know, how can you curate those into, um, really the solution for your customer? So yeah, a lot of fun. You've got people that are invested in your product, organization, clinic, anything, whatever, whatever widget you happen to be uh, producing or whatever ser service you're providing, you are probably really invested. Craig's invested, man. He launched this thing. He's the CEO. Other people that he just mentioned in the audience is number one, the customer, man, they, they, they took a leap with you, right? They're, they're, they're investing not only money, which is valuable, but also their time, like jumping in and jumping out of tech platforms is not easy. It's time intensive. And also like, as you mentioned there, your employees, they're saying, hey, I'm playing a flag. This is what I stand for. I would like to come along with Craig to solve these problems. So being able to do that cycle again, listen, have humility, analyze and change with your with your employees. I mean, you know, I don't want to quote a really smart guy or anything, but Steve Jobs said, I hire smart people and I let them tell me what to do. I'll hire smart people and tell them what to do. So exactly. being able to do that.
is uh, is is a good quality. Innovation is something. Listen, if you're in tech and healthcare, especially in 2021, you've got to be innovative. Sometimes people want to white knuckle the past. I know this works, and it is scary to take that leap, right? I always say it's like that monkey bar mentality, right? You're swinging from bar to bar, and the only way to really go forward is get a good grip on what you think the future is and be able to let go of that past. Yep. So why is, why is innovation a must now more than ever? Tomorrow it's going to be more. A week, a month from now it's going to be more and more. So why, why is innovation so important for us to, to embrace? Yeah, no, actually innovation is one of our core values here at the business. And uh, bold is another one. So, and, you know, bold to me is about taking risks, like calculated risks. But an innovation is about thinking outside the box. You know, we've got this, we, get, we have this massive problem uh, in healthcare and it's moving information around, um, you know, the, the, uh, the mission of our co company is to empower better patient care. So everything that we do, it's not about, oh, we want to build the best widget because it's going to make our customers happy. No, we go, we, we leapfrog, we leapfrog our customer and we're building technology to ensure that anything that we do is improving uh, patient care. So um, that's our clear line of sight. It's our true north. Um, and it, 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 it just works. We, we embody those things. It's not something that we just have on our website. Um, it's something that uh, everything that we do here, we make decisions around those core values. And you know, innovation and being bold is, is definitely one of them. And I, I think with that, and you said it well, um, finding really, really good people uh, in the business um, and uh, especially at the at the leadership level, much smarter than I am um, to that embody those core values. It, you know, once that flywheel start you know starts spinning, um, it, it's unstoppable. And I truly believe that's why we've been so successful. Is um, you know, innovation is is something that our our, our team wakes up in the morning. Uh, we drink innovation, and uh, we're. It encompasses in the product. And, you know, you mentioned this year, the, the customers, our customers take a big leap of faith, right? Oh. They're using our technology to care for their patients. So uh, it's got to save time. It's got to be highly efficient optim and optimize what they're doing day in and day out and help them make really good decisions. So those are the things that we focus on. And uh, it's, it's just, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. Any innovation, um, secrets, tips, tricks, um, I mean, I don't want to call them tips or, or tricks, but I mean, it's because it's got to be baked in. There's something called, I'll give you an example of what I want to see you do, because there's got to be some stuff there. Uh, Google employs something called 20% time. And they did this for certain people within the organization. They said, listen, 20% of your week, you can't work on whatever it is. If you're a computer programmer, you can do, you can do four days, but the fifth day, you've got to do something else. And things that are innovative, like Gmail, like Google Calendar, the Buy yep. Now button on Amazon, all came out of 20% time. And this yep. goes along the idea is that the best ideas come when you're, we always say, like in the shower or going for a run or in the backseat of a car <laughs> on drive. And we know this. This is actually proven in scientific literature about what, what an idea is on, this, on, a, on a cellular level. Um, how do you try to foster innovation? Yes, getting the right people in the room. But how do you give them space? And, and I want this to apply. I bet you at the core, whatever Craig's going to say will apply at a tech company or a PT clinic or any organization because it's going to be a core. It's going to be a core idea. Yeah, no, that's great. We do, I mean, we do a lot of things. Um, you know, we, 
Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I think that's been really part of the spirit um, that lives within for Kira day in and day out. Um, and we're, we're constantly coming up with new ideas. We, uh, we recently threw a contest. Um, I knew it. And we gave, you know, we gave our, our every, the entire organization participated and um, they were able to present um, like Shark Tank, right? New idea, you know, what, 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 what's the why? What, you know, how is this going to allow our patients uh, line to um, power, empower better patient care? You know, what's the ROI and the value? Um, and it was highly impressive. And this is something that really, really worked. And um, we're going to keep it going. And, uh, you know, the winner uh, of that contest, um, Megan is her name, uh, we've, we've already started development on her idea. And it's, it's uh, part of our mobile application, which, you know, really allows better connectivity with physicians um, that are connected with therapists, actually. Uh, in terms of change, um, changing the amount of therapy uh, that happens with a with a with with a with a patient, um, that physician that owns the plan of care is the one that ultimately signs off on it. So, better connectivity between uh, those two parties through a mo- through our mobile app uh, was a, an amazing idea, and it not only saves time, um, it allows the patient to get the right treatment, but then it also allows those providers to get paid in a more t- timely manner. You, you let Megan, you empowered Megan to tell everybody about her idea. I mean, if you want to scale innovation and ideas, you have to give people an avenue. Or at least, I mean, what you did there was you made it fun, you made it interactive, you gave people time and space. If Megan had to, like, schedule a time with Craig and develop a slide deck to pitch to you in your office, like, I don't know if that's a way. I don't know if that's a fun yeah. path, right? So you yeah. made you made it fun and you said listen we are we we are saying we're innovative it's on the wall when you walk in it's on our website right but you got to live and breathe it you got to drink it right yeah. you got to make sure it's in the glass every day that you're, that you're passing around so <laughs> i love the shark tank mentality i've helped out uh there's a, uh, an organization within the american physical therapy association called hpa the catalyst and they've got an event called technopalooza every year it's like been going for like 13 years and we've sort of started taking something similar i'm like guys I always look at game shows and TV, things like Shark Tank. I'm like, why is Shark Tank valuable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always people. And I love when like Mark Cuban calls out people and he's like, you're just here for TV exposure. You're not actually here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> why would I pitch on Shark Tank? Number one. Yeah, man, I'm going to be on TV. So like maybe I'm going to get some exposure. Number two, money. You know, you need some funding to get launched. Number three, though, is that mentorship. Like, do I park with part uh, partner with Mark Cuban? Just to say Mark Cuban, maybe, but he probably knows some things, right? So you're getting that mentorship. So when you pull apart why Shark Tank is so great, I don't want to get lost on like, you know, Kevin O'Leary and Lori Griner. Yes. And Mark Cuban. Yes, they are great at doing that. But like, see what's really there. It's a really innovative show, which is why I can go on and on and on because you're not like creativity, innovation. That's on tap. You can keep going. Yep. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. Cool. We're, yeah. We, we live in breathe. It's, it's, uh, it's a real thing here. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of excitement around, um, you know, that, that, uh, that contest and we'll, we're definitely going to continue that moving forward. I love it. All right. You're a fellow podcaster too, right? You got a podcast. Tell everybody about that. Yeah. So we have a podcast called uh, innovate Jack. So um, you can find it on Spotify. There you go. And um, you know, this, you know, I've, I've got a big passion. I'm from originally from Austin, Texas. Um, you know, went to UT, hook them horns, 
and a highly entrepreneurial tech tech hub, right? Uh, Austin is in, in, in the state of Texas in the South. And I uh, moved to Jacksonville about 21 years ago. Um, and um, really everything that we're doing, you know, with Forkira, um, I do a lot of um, uh, advisement and mentorship with uh, entrepreneurs here in, in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is so massive. It's the largest uh, city in the U.S. Uh, by landmass. Did not know that. It's incredibly big, um, but not, you know, a huge population, right? So, um, but a lot of highly innovative, creative, amazing people here doing just uh, awesome, awesome work. So um, really, we, we wanted to bring together and spotlight uh, the innovation that's happening in Jacksonville and really connect all the dots of those that are creating amazing things, um, the investor community, and really just kind of bridging that gap here in Jacksonville um, so that entrepreneurs can um, really scale and, and take uh, Jacksonville to, uh, to a level which my vision is to become uh, the innovation hub, tech innovation hub in the Southeast corridor of the United States. So we're definitely well on our way. There's a lot of buzz, uh, uh, um, a lot of amazing people that are moving here. A lot of companies are moving here. A lot of uh, startups, um, uh, not only in tech, but um, in, in all facets. So there's just, it's a really, really cool time to be here. And it reminds me of, of, uh, of Austin um, about 30 years ago. So it's, it's, it's just a cool place and, you know, something that we're spearheading uh, here uh, that Forcure is sponsoring. And uh, we've just gotten a, a ton of traction. We have, we have listeners from all over the world. Um, well, podcasts. It's, it's been awesome. It's call Innovate Jax, right? Well, in Jacksonville, I got to throw in too. I think you got a new quarterback coming into town. That's right. We do. Trevor Wards. <laughs> but what yeah. you do there, and I tell people all the time, I help people, you know, kind of off the air, start podcasts. I want to talking people out of starting a podcast sometimes. <laughs> but what you do, what I tell people all the time is like, dude, a podcast is spoken word. Yeah, I got some buttons here. We got cameras and what. Take all the technology away. It is leveraging what a human brain is kind of wired to do. Sit around a campfire, what our ans what our you know, what our ancestors did, sit around a campfire, share ideas, pass ideas. 100%. And it's called innovate jacks, right? But it yeah. doesn't necessarily matter because a good idea translates and it spreads. And no, that's when you have that's when you have really great uh, that's when you know you have really great content is when it, you know, it doesn't yeah, you see called it innovate jacks. I also want to go to the flip side and see what Craig did. He was from somewhere else, got to Jacksonville, wanted to start something. So he started asking other people how he could help them. He led with a give, right? Let me talk to you about what you're doing. Let me highlight you. Like, could you translate this as a physical therapist in Montana? Could you start Wellness Montana podcast? 100%. Because what you're doing is you're saying to other people, I'd like to collaborate with you. I want to talk about you. And people are like, oh, gosh, you want to talk about me? And I'm not saying this because I want people to use a pot, you know, don't use. If you lead with a give, everybody wins. Like everybody wins with great conversation and sharing good ideas. So I love that. I, and I love the fact that people are embracing. It. I mean, I started in podcasting in 2015. So we've been doing it for almost six years now. My background radio obviously led me. This was, you know, a little more comfortable, but I actually talked about this all the time. Podcasting is narrow casting. Radio broadcasting, podcasting, narrowcasting. Innovate Jacks, 
wouldn't necessarily make sense on the radio. Actually, it might in Jacksonville, but like it doesn't necessarily have to. It translates. Geography doesn't matter. And that's what that's what I love about the fact that you're like, I love innovation so much that I'm going to talk about it with people in my community. And that idea spreads. So I, I saw that. I'm like, this guy runs like this, you know, this like this cool like startup and he starts a podcast like, yeah, he gets it. So I like I think that what, what's uh, what's what's hosting a podcast taught you? Uh, I, I, I got to tell you, the um, <clears throat> you said it well, it's just, you know, it's, it's more of like a campfire chat, right? Yeah. Like, don't use a script. No, nope. um, you know, do your homework. But, um, you know, folks may come in, you know, extremely uh, anxious, right? High level of anxiety. They're nervous. And, you know, how can you just make everyone comfortable? So that becomes a, a natural conversation around the campfire right and that that is truly probably one of the biggest things that i've learned um you know going through this is look take a guard down this is not it's not an interview um this is a conversation right let's let's have fun yeah i mean i just want confirmation from teo from bridget who are watching in the background i say this all the time most of the time my job is podcaster i say listen i get to talk to smart passionate people about what they're smart and passionate about most of the work that's involved is the two things Craig just mentioned. Do I do my homework? Yeah, a little bit. I don't do too much. And Larry King, great broadcaster, said he did a little bit of research, but he never wanted to know too much more than the audience because he's like, I'd miss things. I'd just be like, well, everybody knows that, so I'd skip it. And the other thing is, and if you're a therapist, you know this, whether you've identified it or not. Most of your job, most of the hard work is getting the other human being across from you comfortable enough to tell your story, whether it's a, my knee pain story or I, my innovation story. It is, can I get past the small talky nervousness and get that person to where they can be honestly them? Because that's what they that's what they're there for, a patient or a guest. And that's what the audience will benefit from. And in a patient care situation, their care is going to benefit from that when you can get past it and get to it quickly. That's the mark of a really good clinician. I watched a lot of my CIs and it was the people who paid attention to the and I hate this term, but I'm going to use them for a little bit while sure. soft skills as the patient, you know, um, when they paid attention to that, man, the patients, you know, liked coming. And then, oh, look at that. If they like coming, they wound up getting getting results faster. And I love that. So I think you using um, podcasting as a tool to build relationships, but also just kind of stir up conversations is uh, is a must. Um What's the feel? Like, give me something in the future. What's what's like the Gretzky adage of skating to where the puck's gonna be, not to where the puck is? You're you're past using AI. I mean, you're like, yeah, you're there. A lot of people aren't there yet. You're already there. What's something we haven't even thought of? Like something like a, like big in healthcare that like you're like when you say it now, five years from now, people will go, yeah, Craig called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Um, uh, you know, being more uh, prescriptive, I think, in, um, you know, you know, I mentioned, you know, interoperability is a problem, right? You know, we, we get that, right? Getting information in the right, right time, the right place. Um, but being very highly prescriptive. So imagine um, as a therapist, you're walking into a patient's home and not only are you, are you, you have all the information at your disposal, but the, the technology is prescribing to you already of highly impactful things that you can do uh, for that patient without um, you spending, you know, hours or, or days doing the research in terms of what's happened or even 
even clinicians behind you that are writing that, 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 that care plan, um, having it right there for you um, and you know, making on-demand decisions, but being highly prescriptive is, so, is really where, where we're headed. If and a clinician's it, listening, uh, sorry to cut you off. If a clinician's yeah. listening right now, are they saying, hey, this is good. Is this replacing my clinical judgment or is this leveraging information to speed up your clinical judgment? Uh, 100% the latter. Yeah. The, in no way um, would this ever replace uh, clinical judgment. That will always be there. Um, and, 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 and I would think in more so being able to really understand what the prescription is and modify that to the situation that you're in, in that home or in a facility, wherever it is that you're providing care. Um, but being able to, uh, to do it at the, the highest level impact uh, for that patient, that, that's, where, that's where we're going. You still need to analyze and you still need to pivot and change and say, OK, the, you know, it's telling me this, but I'm seeing something new. You know, I'm seeing something different. And, I, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this before, too, like just the things that we're talking about in terms of getting patients better faster, but also like saving money, like all over the system yeah. in terms of interoperability with information. Like how many ones and zeros present prevent, uh, you know, fewer fewer days in rehabilitation or, you know, a, a one hospital readmission. What's that going to what's that going to save in terms of heartache and pain and money like all those things like we can do better like the pieces are there i feel like for cura is like oh we're like the rosetta stone we come in we can talk <laughs> we can talk to both things and now that you understand each other you're going to get better uh love that for and again innovate jacks is craig's uh, uh podcast uh i love that i just i just love people leverage cool stuff like that craig are you ready to play three questions sure absolutely man let's do it jimmy <laughs> All right. Three questions brought to you by our friends from Fusion Medical Staffing. Uh, hashtag travel PT. Let your PT or PTA license take you where you want to go. Maybe you want to go to Jacksonville. Largest city by area. Didn't know that. Uh, want to go to Austin. Keep it weird. I don't know where there are people that need PTs. Uh, they also have job transparency. You don't have to dance back and forth with a recruiter. Just get the information you need. Find out if it's a good fit. We want to make sure it's a good fit. And do that thing that uh, people are really excited to do now that things are warming up, which is travel physical therapy. Find them online, fusionmedstaff.com. All right, Craig, you're in Jacksonville. Yep. Dylan Austin, hook them horns. But if you could go anywhere for uh, for a couple weeks and hang out, where's somewhere in the U.S. that you haven't been that you're just like, yeah, I want to go there? Uh, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> probably uh, Big Sky, Montana. Um, it's a place that, I've never been and I've researched it a ton and um, I, I'm sure I could probably spend, you know, months there and uh, just be one with the country. Yeah. It's funny how like wherever we grow up and we go from, like people will say like, it's the opposite. Like if you grew up in the big city, you're like, I want to see Montana, man. But that's, <laughs> and I say all the time, Hey, treat travel, physical therapy, like kicking the tires or test driving or taking a lease on an area in the country don't 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 buy off the first you know like yeah. go go get paid to be there for a little bit all right that's the first question second question is a what question what's something that you've watched or listened to or read a book a movie podcast something that you think the audience could get value from yeah um man the <clears throat> one of the books that i that i read that um 
keeps coming, keep has come up countless times again and, and learning is the hard things about hard thing about the hard things. Okay. Um, and I tell you what, what a fascinating book about um, just how hard it is um, to be an entrepreneur and starting, but, you know, staying with it and never giving up uh, just when it gets, you know, as tough as you possibly think it can be, you know, rising above and, and, and never giving up. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's, it's an amazing book and I highly recommend it. Love it. This is how I build up my reading list or my Netflix queue. I just love things like this. Last question is a who question. This one might be the hardest, I think. Who is someone the audience should know more about? Oh, I'll see. Someone in, in, uh, in this audience. Doesn't okay. matter. Nope. Anybody. Okay. Well, uh, the most interesting man uh, that I know, actually, he was just, I was just speaking with him before the podcast, is our uh, chief technology officer, Joe Held. Um, he from, from, uh, came over from Hungary, um, has basically done uh, everything that you could imagine and you know, started, started uh, racing motorcycles uh, at the age of 14 years old and started winning, uh, which enabled him to pay for uh, schooling and, and college. And, uh, but he's the most interesting man uh, in the world, in my opinion, and someone everyone should be. I love that. So there's cool stories like that where people just have really cool backgrounds. I feel like, and again, this goes back to like where this podcast is and why it keeps going. I think you can learn something from everybody if you ask if you ask the right questions and you're and you're able to listen, be humble, analyze, and change. I think I think that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to learn. All right, that's three questions again. Brought to you by our friend from Fusion Med Staff. Find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy as we... I think I think end of this month is when they announce board certification. I know everybody who took the OCS is eagerly awaiting. But if you're on the fence, if you're like, listen, I'm thinking about taking that OCS exam, and you're like, I don't know how to prepare, I don't know how to study, who better than the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy? Current concepts of orthopedic PT, a great roadmap to get you from confused, overwhelmed, to confident and competent. They'll get you there. Just find out more. Just take take a look at the reading list alone for this thing at orthopt.org. Craig, the uh, the parting shot, really your last chance for a mic drop moment, just the last thing you'd want to leave with the audience could be about anything. What do you want to leave as your parting shot? Yeah, it's something that <clears throat> I learned probably a little bit later um, that I wish that I had embraced earlier was um, seek out a mentor. And not only one, but multiple. And this, uh, this should align with your passion, where you want to go next. Uh, find, find people that have experience, um, that are places where you aspire to be. Uh, and do not hesitate to reach out to them and ask if they would be your mentor, because you'd be surprised. Giving back, uh, the more experience you get, uh, more successful uh, people become. They want to give back and help others. So uh, that would be the one thing that um, I'd leave everyone with. And to me, I wish that I embraced that earlier um, in my entrepreneurial um, 
uh, endeavors. So most people want other people to succeed. Like I understand like, you know, it's doggy dog and competition's fierce, but honestly, like on a human to human level, most people want other people to win and they don't mind helping them. Right. Cause like, right. and the funny thing is like the wiser a mentor is the more basic their knowledge typically is. And you're like, but I was, I was, where's the tip and trick? Where's the hack? And you're like, yeah, the yeah. hack is actually consistency and innovation and being humble. And you're like, no, no, no. Where's the, where's the 10 step guy? And you're like, yeah, it's being humble <laughs> and you know, things like that. So, but yeah, asking for mentorship and, uh, and embracing that most of the time, you're right, Craig, people will, people love doing that stuff because they can see themselves in you. And they're like, I, I remember what it like to be at that stage. And that was scary. I'd be glad sure. to help. So, uh, forcura.com, find them on the socials at forcura. Craig, appreciate uh, your time in sharing this. Can't wait to see where you guys go. All right. Yeah. That, I, Jimmy, I really appreciate you um, having me on the show. It's, it's been awesome. I love what you're doing. Keep it up and um, continue to grow that community. And uh, I, I appreciate your time. Thanks, sir. Follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management. Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.